If you followed us through this series, you know that this is like, this is just the topic we're on. Do I think that God causes disasters like this? Absolutely not. I think it's just a thing of the fallen world that we live in. But I do believe that he knew it was coming and I believe he knew exactly where we would be in our study. And so we want to respond to that. So this week, you have an opportunity to take up a collection for our church in Jerusalem and you can be confident that everything goes to a good cause there. Um, So uh, generosity is important for the believer. We don't give to receive. Some of you guys might have grown up in churches where that's what they taught you. Like, Like God somehow is required to give back to you if you give to him. Like that's not it. Like the really what we read in scripture, what is pretty clear is that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. That's like what the, the thing teaches, right? And so for me as a believer to think like, if I somehow give, God is required then to bless me, like that's just not the case. I don't give because I want to receive. If that were the case, then my hope wouldn't necessarily be in God. God would just be a means to an end for me to get what I really hope in, and that's money back, right? Do you guys understand that? Like that would be what it is, but that's not the case. Now, does that mean that if we make light, right decisions and we follow God's word and we organize our finances the way that God says and we do the right things and we live the right way and we ask God for wisdom and direction, does that mean that blessing will come with that? Absolutely. You'll, God will bless that kind of life. But it doesn't mean that that's the reason why we give. We don't give to receive. We give because we are free. That's why we give. A, guy, uh, a pastor named Rich, Rich Villado said this, Over the course of my life, there's been times when I generously gave financially and God blessed me. There's been times where I didn't give, generously give and God blessed me. Generosity is not about me controlling God's hand. God is free to bless, but it's about me living free from attachments. And so we have the opportunity to be generous with our lives. And so that's the first thing that Paul talks about in chapter 16, verse, uh, the first part. But then he goes on and he wraps up chapter 16. So I'm going to change gears here, change topics a little bit to see how he wraps up this letter to the churches. In chapter uh, 16, what he does, and he does this in a lot of his letters, and a lot of it, you can read uh, Galatians and Philippians and, and Romans and all these passages, and you can see him kind of wrap up these letters in a very similar way. First, uh, and, and this is kind of the pattern. The first thing he says is be watchful for the age to come. Be watchful for the age to, pay, age to come. Pay attention to what God is doing around you. The second thing that he says is be subject to the appropriate persons. This is verse 15 and 16. Live humbly and honor those in spiritual authority. Don't think that you've got it all together or that your way is always right. Be subject to the appropriate persons. And finally, he, his challenge, this kind of structure that he does with all these books is stand firm in your faith. Be watchful, be subject, and stand firm in your faith. To close out today, I want to focus on verses 13 and 14. And it's just a simple two sentences, and this is what he says. Verse 13, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. First thing he says, be watchful. And my question to us today is this. 
do we live with an expectation that God is doing something in our lives? Do we live with an expectation that God is doing something in our lives? Or are we trying to make it month to month, week to week, hour to hour? Can I just get through today? That's how the world lives. That's how the world lives. Like literally, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get through Friday, TGIF, because I want to get to Saturday. In jobs that, that they don't like and, 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 and going home and, and around neighbors they don't ever talk to and things like that. But, but that's not how God has called us to live. We should be watchful. We should live with the expectation that God is up to something. And if I live with the expectation that God is up to something, then I also want to look for ways that I can be a part of that. It's not that just that God is doing something. God wants us, you and I, to be a part of what he's doing. He wants us to be a part of it. He wants to, he wants to use you. We've studied in, in chapters 12 through 14 of this book of all the spiritual gifts that are there where God can use us to reach the lost, to help the needy, to help the hurting around us. And God wants to use us so we live with an expectation that he's doing something. And I'm looking for ways that I can be a part of it. It's not just about getting through. We have to be watchful, and that challenges us to live with this expectation that we're not getting through, but God is bursting through life in moments that we get to be a part of. So number one, be watchful. The second thing he says is stand firm in the faith. When we see these terms in the faith in the New Testament, what um, it's not really talking about like a personal commitment that you have. And a lot of people, they think when they read uh, the word faith or when they hear the word faith, they think it's like a hope. Like, I hope this is happening, right? I hope this is going to work. I, I, you know, it's like I wish, I wish that, you know, when after I die, you know, hopefully I get to go to heaven. You know, like that's kind of how people approach faith. That's what they, they, they think when we hear that word. And so we've, we've kind of taken faith and we've tied it in with a wish or a hope. But that's not what the Bible teaches us. It teaches us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's what everything we hope for is founded upon. It's everything. And the evidence, the evidence that it's absolutely true. We can take it to the bank of things that we cannot see. And so when the Bible is talking about faith here, standing firm in our faith, it's not talking about just hoping and that, and that, that things are going to come out. No, what it's talking about is that we're trusting God that things we cannot see are absolutely true. The faith that it talks about is referring to the body or the collection of truth that we believe, that Jesus died for our sins, that he rose again in victory, that one day we will have the resurrection just like we talked about last week. This is the faith that we stand firm in. We stand firm in the truth of God's word. James 1 verse 5 through 8 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously without reproach, meaning that God is not going to be like saying to you, yeah, that was a stupid question. He gives generally without reproach. 
and, and, and it will be given him. And let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave that has been driven and tossed by the wind. For, the person, uh, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded and unstable in all of his ways. We have to stand firm and know that God's word is true for our lives. Be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. The next thing that verse 13 says is it says, act like men. The original language here, the Greek that he wrote this in, this was not suggesting testosterone, like you need to dress like a lumberjack and um, shoot guns and watch football and, um, you know, I don't know, it's just not saying that. What it's really saying is that we have to be mature. We need to grow up. We need to grow up. Sometimes when, when we're, you know, kind of just kicking dirt and we're frustrated with life and we're complaining and we're struggling, sometimes you need somebody to put their arm around you and say, you know what you need right now? You need to grow up. That's what Paul is telling these people. Act like men. You know, it's not this thing of, of manhood. Maybe we need to redefine manhood and get a biblical perspective on it. That's another sermon for another day. Act mature. Be grown up. Don't throw a tantrum like a two-year-old when you face trials and trouble and struggles in life. Act like men. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be mature. Be strong, he says. In verse 13, be strong, show courage. In the original language, this, uh, this was actually tied in to the, 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 um, the act like men, that what we see in English, act like men, be strong. We see that as two different phrases, but in the original it was one phrase. And what it said is show mature courage. Show mature courage. When David went to go fight Goliath, you can read it in, in Kings or in Samuel. You can go back and read it. When David went to go fight Goliath and Saul said, <laughs> Saul said, you're just a boy. And David said, I've killed a lion and I've killed a bear. While I was a shepherd, I've killed the, I've, I've done the work. I've been through it. And because I've been through it, this giant is nothing to me. I can take this giant out too because I've killed lions and bears when they attack me on my own without an army around me, without anybody around me, without uh, armor on, with just myself and my sling. I've killed a lion and a bear. I can take out this giant. Mature courage. I've been through it. God has brought me through it. And so why am I acting like a two-year-old with this issue that is, is in front of me? I don't have to do that. I can trust God that he's going to bring me through it again. We have a sign in our home office and it just says this, toughen up buttercup. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that. And again, tie all this together. We, when he started this passage, when he, when he started chapter 16, he's like, hey, there are brothers and sisters who are hurting right now. They're going through it. They're, they've, they've, they're in famine. They've, they've struggled. They're, they're struggling right now. So he's not saying like, just ignore struggle and pretend it never happens. That's not what he's saying at all. What he's saying is, is that we should bear one another's burdens. We should wrap our arms around one another. We should help each other out. We should do that. But when it comes to ourselves, we can trust God that what he's brought us through, he's not going to leave us here. He's going to bring us through again. Be watchful. 
Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. And then he says this. Let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do be done in love. You can have mature courage and no one wants to hang around you, right? You can be watchful and be judgmental and and be the first person to get on social media and call out everybody that's around you. You can do that, but you're not going to make an impact for the kingdom. What we have to do is we have to do those things, but then we have to let everything that we do be done in love. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, chapter 13, but have not love, I am a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. Of all these things, faith, hope, and love, uh, things will pass away, but the greatest of these is love. Let everything we do be done in love. Like a great storyteller or the great, greatest comedians, this is like a callback. Whenever you're, you're, you're sitting there and you're listening to someone talk and, and they, they tell a story or maybe they told a joke, but then they talk, they change subjects, they move on, but then all of a sudden they drop one line in. Mike, you probably know this better than anybody. They drop one line in of something that they talked about 10 minutes ago. And then you're like, I'm with you. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm tracking with you. I know, I know exactly what's going on in your mind and the story that you're trying to tell me and the story that you're trying to teach me. So Paul does this call back here and he says, be watchful, be strong, do all these things, do, all, you know, toughen up, do these things, but let everything be done in love. It's the greatest callback in this book. You can be watchful but still be missing the point. You can stand firm in your understanding of God's word, but, but the Pharisees did that. You can um, grow up or show courage, but you can still miss the mark. But when we let love be the thing that ties it all together in our lives, it works. It works. And so for some of you today, for some of you today, you need to hear very different aspects of this message. Like we literally covered six different topics. Some of you here need to, need to hear that you need to be generous. That you need to bear someone else's burdens. That it's not just your burden that you need to care about, but you need to look at someone else's. You need to wrap your arms around someone else and you need to help them where they're at. Some of you need to hear that you need to be watchful. That the life that you're living and the routines that you're in have numbed you to the fact that God is doing something around you. Some of you need to stand firm in what you believe. You're getting tossed all over the place and and you're hearing the world say this and you're hearing politicians say that and you're hearing Facebook say this and you're waving all over the place and you need to stand firm. Some of you need to grow up and be strong. Quit complaining about stuff. Toughen up, buttercup. And some of you need to let what you're doing be done in love.